There is geometry in the humming of the strings. There is music in the spacing of the spheres. This is a quote by Pythagoras. Yes, I just said Pythagoras. The famous Greek philosopher you probably remember from the triangle equation. You know, the one you had to memorize in middle school. A squared plus B squared equals... Anyone? Yes, that's right. You don't care. However, his super fun good times with triangles and your middle school education led to way more discoveries about the universe than you might be aware of. For example, Pythagoras is often described as the father of mathematics and music. Why? Well, he and his band of nerds discovered important relationships between all of that math stuff and a bunch of music stuff. That stuff actually still plays a massive role in modern music as we know it. The great mathematician Gottfried Leibniz, who's credited with being one of the inventors of calculus, once said, Music is the pleasure the human mind experiences from counting without being aware that it is counting. My name is Jeff, and if you thought you were getting a podcast from me that didn't bore you to death with the science and the details, then you, my friend, were mistaken. Math, the blues, the psalms, and the relationship between the three are on our agenda for today, Wednesday, March 20th. This is the third episode of Blues for Lent. Before you accuse me, take a look at yourself. Before you accuse me, take a look at yourself. Say I'm spending my money on other women. You taking money from someone else. take a minute to go back to Pythagoras and his math. I promise I won't stay here long. He discovered if you pluck a string and then you cut that string in half, you get an octave, which is a relationship of two to one. If you open up a piano and get out that hilarious ruler app on your phone, you can test that. But from there, they developed formulas that became the foundation for the diatonic scale, or what's known as the major scale. As the world turned and aged and evolved, so did music. Where European music, primarily I'm talking about the classics, used forms of that scale I just played for you, West African music used a pentatonic scale that contained a subset of only five of those notes from the diatonic scale. One, two, three, four, five, and then back to one. As the music of Europe and Africa merged, Versions of these scales were changed and morphed and expanded and so on. As it turns out, the blues was actually based on these scales. It was created just up the river from the birthplace of jazz. It had just a little tweak that made it sound distinct. 
You hear that difference? Basically, if we just add a little rhythm to it, we've got a solo. This formula eventually morphed into rock and now pop music. So it has such a familiar sound, even if you aren't consciously recognizing it. The story of the blues is special. The music and lyrics were born out of struggle here in America. The sound arose from slaves farming the plantations of the Delta, a flat plain between the Mississippi and Yazoo rivers. The lyrics were poetry about the labor, the struggles, and the spirit. But while it's true blues lyrics often deal with hardship, the music isn't meant to inspire pity or loathing. It transcends that. Blues is actually about self-expression. The blues is about what you're feeling. It's about calling out for help. The blues is the equivalent of wailing on a punching bag with a baseball bat. The blues is air conditioning on the hottest day of summer. The blues is dancing even if you don't feel like dancing. The blues is finally sitting down on your couch after the longest week of your life. Jazz writer Ed Kopp says, The best blues is visceral, cathartic, and starkly emotional. From unbridled joy to deep sadness, no form of music communicates more genuine emotion. This is why the blues hasn't disappeared, and probably never will. This is why it's still amazing to listen to those poor quality recordings of the early blues artists. It's also why the British invasion absorbed it so readily and ended up birthing superstars like the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin, all 500 of the bands that Eric Clapton was in, it's also why the child guitar prodigies like Kenny Wayne Shepherd or Johnny Lang played the blues and not some other genre. The genuine emotion just grips people. Yes, this is even why you find the modern players going back to the roots.
what does any of this have to do with God, or the Psalms for that matter? If it's not super obvious already, then why don't we play a game called Psalm? Question mark or blues song, question mark. I'm going to read three sets of lyrics, and you guess who wrote them. Number one, when vandals ride down, ready to eat me alive, those bullies and tufts fall flat on their faces. Number two, when besieged, I'm as calm as a baby. When all hell breaks loose, I'm collected and cool. Number three, That's the only quiet, secure place in a noisy world. The perfect getaway, far from the buzz of traffic. Did you guess right? Number one, B.B. King. Number two, Stevie Ray Vaughan. And number three, the Almond Brothers. I'm trying to find that button on my computer that makes the wrong sound effect. They were all from Psalm 27, verses 2, 3, and 5. Straight from the message version. And that's exactly my point. The blues was never a new thing. It was always dormant in the human heart. This call and response with struggle and full of every emotion that exists. The math and the music were always there, even if the formula and the format changed over the years. The remainder of Psalm 27 reads like this, and again from the message version. God holds my head and shoulders above all who try to pull me down. I'm headed for his place to offer anthems, that will raise the roof. Already I'm singing God songs and making music to God. Listen, God, I'm calling at the top of my lungs. Be good to me. Answer me. When my heart whispers, seek God, my whole being replies, I'm seeking him. Don't hide from me now. You've always been right there for me. Don't turn your back on me now. Don't throw me out. Don't abandon me. You've always kept the door open. My father and mother walked out and left me, but God took me in. Point me down your highway, God. Direct me along a well-lighted street. Show my enemies whose side you're on. Don't throw me to the dogs, those liars who are out to get me, filling the air with their threats. I'm sure now I'll see God's goodness in the exuberant earth. Stay with God. Take heart. Don't quit. I'll say it again. Stay with God.
quintessential motifs of the blues. Psalm 27 is no different. It is a lament written by David, just like so many other psalms. Just like those psalms, they embody the blues. When we read the lyrics of Psalm 27, we read about a man who is in need of help, but he is afraid. He wants to trust, but he doesn't know if there's a basis for trust. He needs a stronghold and a refuge, and he doesn't know where else to find it apart from seeking asylum at the temple. Think about how this transcends time. He uses aggressive language. We use aggressive language. He's afraid of war. We're afraid of war. We hate being in the dark. We need someone to give us instructions. We get frustrated and we cry out about gossip and false accusations. But in the end, that anxiety and that fear disappear. Nurture and trust become our remedy. The Torah becomes our teacher. Our blues essentially disappear when we meditate on the first verse, which I purposefully omitted until now. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Even if relief and rescue aren't immediate, we've waved a blue flag, which in war, not coincidentally, signifies determination, liberation, and alertness. The math of God's universe and the determination of his people have brought us here. Because of this universal truth, that, my friends, is why we still sing the blues today. That's also why a nerdy white kid like me can sit down behind a piano and pour my heart out much in the same way. As a result, we can turn the psalms into blues and call out for mercy whenever we need it or feel like it. That's exactly what I did. So rest in that this week as we continue to move through Lent. Here beside me, I am shaken to my knees. Weary and torn, bring me out of suffering, please. From dust I come. 